Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. I am the man with the golden gun. And you can hear my origin story. Original origin story. Whenever that game comes out. (laughs) Okay. I had nothing else I really wanted to intro with, and I'm really kind of psyched about this James Bond news, so that's all I got. All right. We'll 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 circle back to that. No. <laughs> Foreshadowing. <laughs> Cause I'm sure we'll probably talk about it for way too long and then tangent and then uh, probably not that long, only because they said original origin story, which throws all of my ideas out the window now. Yeah, we can still I'm sure, I'll, I'm sure I'll find a way, as is tradition, and as the cards dictate. But, but as per tradition, again, this is the Gamers Who Podcast, your weekly roundup of news and commentary from the video game industry, and anything else that might pique our interest, like. 007 news that's in the video game industry. That's all I got for you. Roundabout way to get it in there, but we'll do it. (laughs) It's kind of a... I don't know. It wasn't a thrilling week for news. It's kind of a slow week. uh, It was a week that was very much filled with the first story that we're going to cover and go into further detail in another episode. Uh, That was the, the main drag... Other than uh, Europe getting its PS5s. There was a bunch of that going on. Sony taking over subway stops and signs and things. Oh, yeah. I didn't, like, really include that because it's, like, standard Sony. Because we're American. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, like, standard. I feel like that's normal Sony it is standard procedure. Sony, Sony advertising procedure, especially when it comes to Europe because they are the... At least I think, I don't know the stats to back this up, but I believe they are the predominant console in Europe. Um, So, yeah. For sure. Before I get to my usual roundabouts, though, Matt, I do have a question to ask you. That question comes from a user named Even Steven. And that question is, are you guys celebrating the one-year anniversary of Stadia? I don't know if anyone is celebrating the one-year anniversary of Stadia. Um, Maybe Google. Are Uh, we celebrating it in the sense that we're like, hey, 
you managed to make it to one. Well, we are going to talk about Stadia. So I don't know how much we want to get into it now. We want to circle back to it when we talk about it. Because I, I have feelings that relate to the one year anniversary and some of the Stadia stuff that's happening to promote Stadia. Stadia. Um, Project Stadia. I mean, that being said, I might check it out because the opportunity is there. So maybe, maybe that, that I'll say yes. I'm going to celebrate it by looking at it and exploring it. <laughs> I'm going to celebrate it from afar. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to check it out. I'm going to deep dive into its orifices. That didn't come out right. Um, I did notice, because what I do, my normal routine is I, I, open, I use Chrome when I'm doing our podcast document. Ah, okay. And Firefox you know, boy over here. That's usually I have Firefox. I just use Chrome for the doc. I literally don't even open it for that. <laughs> I use Firefox still. So, um, where was I going with this? Okay, so you know, I click up on the little there's that that uh, tiles thing where you can it shows you all the Google apps. Yes, Stadia is listed on there now, which I noticed for the first time this week. Okay. You scroll all the way down, and it's got Stadia as an option. And I was like, oh, interesting. I feel like it's been there before, but... Probably. Probably has been. It makes I sense. I mean, I haven't gone looking for it, because who does? Yeah. And only... It, well, it You have to be on Chrome to use it, so... Yeah. And on my layout, I mean, I don't know if it's different for whatever, but it's literally the very last. It might be for thing. me as well. I don't know. I don't remember if you can rearrange that, or if it's just how they prioritize things. I... I don't remember enough about the ecosystem other than the fact that Stadia is a thing. Mm -hmm. It's there for it, now. Congratulations, you made it to one. You might not get to see your toddler years, but you made it to one. You're going to be lucky to make it out of infancy. <laughs> we will see. In terms of human counting years. Be clear about that. Some people are like, well, we already made it out of infancy. It made it past six months. It's like, well, that's not how this works. I mean, for tech, man, six months might be old. And one year, it's already been lapped twice. But now, Matt, things you can avoid on Stadia by playing them on other platforms. As I say that, there's a couple Stadia games in here, so never mind. <laughs> Here we go. New releases. Number one, Bubble Bobble 4, Friends. The Baron is back. Is that supposed to be Bubble Bobble for Friends? But it's the number four? Like it's the fourth one? They're I doing think the, so. That's how I interpret it. They're that. doing the old sequel number in the title type thing. So Bubble Bobble for Friends. The Baron is back for PS4 and Switch. Number two is Five Dates. For PC, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and Switch. Number three is the Fortnite The Last Laugh Bundle. Don't know how that got put in here, but it has the Joker in it, so that's the one I put in, apparently. Number four, Hearthstone Madness at the Dark Moon Fair expansion is officially out. Number five, Mars Horizon. For PC, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and the Switch. You can't just shoot a hole into the surface of Mars. Sorry, Doom Eternal coming through there. <laughs> I get bored. All right, so I'm going to... I'm going to pause now that I've brought up Doom. Tangentially, apparently. 
I uh, every now and then, and I won't do it if I'm playing Call of Duty because I use sound very much in Call of Duty, so I can't like play something else at the same time. Yeah. Uh, but if I'm just doing other things, or if I'm getting bored at work, or I'm just doing menial tasks, or other certain games, I will just go throw on the Doom soundtrack on YouTube on the other side, mm-hmm. and I'm just, I'm just over here slaying demons <clears throat> while I type. Anyway, it's a great soundtrack. That's Tyanif is a violent individual. Listening that is to the not Doom, how you do it. <laughs> listening to the Doom soundtrack. The Doom soundtrack is just metal with no words. Doom, do, doom, 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 doom. <laughs> I'm gonna sing the Doom song. <laughs> Zim. Number six, Mortal Kombat 11 Ultimate for the PC, PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X, PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and Stadia. Number seven, Pac-Man Mega Tunnel Battle for Stadia. Number eight, Pure Pool for the Switch. Number nine, Truck Driver for the Switch. Number 10, Monster Truck Championship for the Switch. Number 11, Poker Club. I barely even know her. For the PC, PlayStation 5, and Xbox Series X. Don't judge me, Matt. Number 12, <laughs> Hyrule Warriors, Age of Calamity for the Switch. Number 13, Katamari Damacy Reroll for the PS4 and Xbox One. Number 14, Sakuna of Rice and Ruin, uh, PS4 and Switch. And number 15, The Skylia Prophecy on the Switch. A lot of Switch games. A lot of Switch games. <clears throat> I read somewhere that the Switch was the best-selling console for 23 months straight. I'm going to snap your neck. What? <laughs> Why wouldn't it be? Oh, you mean the one month it wasn't probably is this month of November during a double console release? I'm, well, I'm not surprised, but I'm oh, just, it it's a random only, fact. It was the only console that came out in those two years? It's just a random, you know, little fact. It's a terrible fact. I don't know. I thought someone might find it interesting. Koalas eat eucalyptus. Well, is that a great fact? No. Was it true? True. <laughs> okay, it's a true fact. <laughs> I just uh, dumb sales numbers. <laughs> Since the time that it came out and nothing competed with it, it managed to be the number one selling console. Until I get, I would, I would, I would hearken and guess, Matt, that this is the month of two new console releases where it broke its streak. I don't know. Maybe. Because technically, I'm be- uh, I don't know how they do their counts, but I'm assuming because technically nothing was sold until November 10th and therefore the 12th or whatever the two days were for the consoles. Even though I bought mine in September, I technically didn't buy it until November. So there's no actual, you know, there's pre-sales, but they don't actually start counting sell units until the month of a day release. So it's yeah. like, yeah. Two million people pre-ordered it, but that also means that there's two million sales in November before everything else happens. We haven't even have we gotten pre-order numbers? No. What if what if really it's like seven people? It could be based Confirmed. on I know five of them. It, it what if it's just two? like two hundred thousand people? Then I'm in a very exclusive club. Yeah. Out of seven billion it, people, it on would the planet. explain a lot of my problems trying to get one. You're clearly not as cool as me. <laughs> Problem number one. Shots fired. Shots fired, but I'm going to move right into the news because we're going to have a lot to talk about not in this episode. Number one. (laughs) The nominees for this year's Game Awards have been revealed. Game Awards being the Game Awards hosted by the one and only Jeff Keighley. 
Sony Interactive Entertainment came away as the publisher with the most nominations, being 22, the second most a publisher has ever received at the Game Awards. The Last of Us Part Two had the most nominations for an individual game at 10, followed by Hades with 8 and Ghost of Tsushima with 7. The Game Awards will take place online this year in a live-streamed event on December 10th. Hmm, Matt, what might I be doing on December 10th that I will have to open the Game Awards on a second monitor? Cyberpunk? Same day, baby. Is it? Why do I think it was the 12th for some reason? 10th is a Thursday, and it's releasing probably late or midnight, whatever. It's, I believe it's slated their commercial is the 10th or the 11th, whatever. I don't know if it's mm-hmm. time zone locked. So it might not technically, it'll go live on the 10th in certain regions, but whatever. Either way, uh, the 10th. That reminds the, me, I wanted to look up the. The 11th, I'm off, so. Oh. I'm going to be having my cyber arms and pumping fluid in my body. Weirdness. Cyber fluid, not that fluid. <laughs> I wanted to look up the uh, system requirements, updated system requirements, but I didn't, so fuck it. That's right. We're not that nerdy of a podcast unless we get bored, and then we are indeed that nerdy of a podcast. Because this time, they actually broke it down by ray tracing. Ray tracing. Whole topic. They put three columns dedicated to ray tracing. Ray tracing on, ray tracing on, but better, and ray tracing on, but the best. I don't think that's what they're actually called, but I'm pretty sure it is that. The new AMD cards finally released. We got benchmarks, ray tracing, a whole fucking thing right now. Mm-hmm. Whole thing. And no DLSS. Yep. Blah, 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 blah. Fucking nerds. Uh, <laughs> if you haven't heard us talk about a bunch of useless shit, go back about three episodes. Shh, don't tell them. Uh, IO Interactive <laughs> has teased its next project, and it's a James Bond game. Project 007 is a collaboration between the studio behind the Hitman series, film producers MGM and Eon Productions, and licensing specialist Delphi. Uh, it is in development across two IO studios, Copenhagen and Malmo. Malmo? I don't know how the fuck to say that. A very short teaser debuted online with a statement released shortly afterwards revealing this upcoming title will be, quote, the very first James Bond origin story, end quote. Uh, This does not mean it will be an adaptation of Casino Royale. Instead, this will be a, quote, wholly original Bond story developed exclusively as a video game, end quote. Uh, Project 007 will be powered by IO Interactive's proprietary Glacier Engine, which the Hitman series uses. It will be released for modern systems and platforms, but obviously no release date was given. I'm still excited. I think there's a lot to be excited about. Um, I'm probably not as excited as you are, it seems. I'm excited with a couple caveats. I'm excited because it is the Hitman Studio who has been doing great Hitman games. Mm -hmm. I'm excited because it's James Bond, a franchise I enjoy. I'm excited because James Bond is basically a Hitman. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> in in some ways. So it's a, it's a pairing that makes sense. It's not us giving James Bond to Bungie. Mhm. Which in some ways doesn't sound that bad, but you know what I mean. Or giving it to Blizzard. Oh, yeah. 
touchy. <laughs> but to the a pairing that makes sense mixed with I don't want it to be as slow as Hitman. That is to say that there will definitely be moments that are. I want to have the time to sit down and like pause during a mission and use my cool little James Bond gadgets. Like, ooh, I'm going to use this watch to hack the world. Like all all those things. Uh, shoot a laser out of my watch. Spritz hot sauce, hot sauce on my dinner out of the same watch. The whole thing. Golden gun, silencer, car that has oil slicks and shoots missiles. All the things I want. But I also need it to be not Call of Duty. But I need it to be a, a step... Like, Hitman at... 1.5 times speed. <laughs> like we need to be moving through some of these. Places. There are action sequences and it's not always. Oh, he got out quietly. No, if you ever watch a James Bond movie, there's not much usually quiet about what he's doing. There are quiet moments. Then there's a giant explosion of an island at some point that somehow nobody notices. That's my big fear is that it w- it'll get it'll be Hitman repackaged, which what I you know the the dream is they take what's good about Hitman and what they have clearly well defined from Hitman and build the James Bond action on top of it, and you know we get some characters in there, we get some some actual story i don't think hitman has like necessarily a ton of you know that juicy story going on there but no and then again maybe it does you know what i mean there Mm -hmm. (laughs) there's a whole lot of games that i didn't play to say that there maybe isn't an overarching story but there clearly is an overarching story similar to uh you know when they say it's an original origin story of of James Bond, that potentially has, and you know, specifically referencing that it's not Casino Royale, which is the traditional origin story of James Bond. But there are so many ways. Are we talking about the origination of the idea of just 007 and the double O's and the whole project and Bond and is it going to be one of those where the buildup is to the end of the movie of him being called James Bond for the first time, but the whole rest of it, he never has a name type of thing? Then think about that. Jim, Jimmy, Johnny, Johnny An Bond. original origin story, and then also it, it being called right now Project 007. It does so have that angle to where it could be like, oh, this is, you know... It's MI6 establishing the double O program yeah. and all those, all this secret training that's going on and all these blah, blah, blah. And how, you know, 007 is a role, not a person, the same way James Bond is an alias, not a person type of thing. Just when you do get that designation, you are now that person type of thing. Since it's in cooperation with MGM and all these other people that obviously deal with James Bond. I'm wondering how, not how continuous it will be, but like how much it'll pull from the, the films. Yeah, the film universe. Uh, or if it's just going to be like right off the bat, 
clearly diff- different realms. Depends on the villains they choose, the story they mm. depends on everything. Depends right? on the villain they choose, the story they tell, and who the baby fit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. everything <laughs> depends on everything. I can just I can list the entire features of all the games. No, it depends on everything. Uh, you could do it, and I don't want them to do this, but you could do it in such a way that not the not the next movie that's coming out. Uh, not never say die. No time to die. No time to die. Never say die. A different one. Never, or is that say, just? I don't fucking know. That, don't look there is one that's like never say. Maybe it is never say die. Is it? Uh, anyway, um, not so you couldn't do it for the new movie that's coming out, which is supposed to be out next year, I believe. But you could do it in. See how you're just announcing the idea of the project or whatever. You could do it in such a way that if you really wanted to, you could do it in conjunction with whatever the next film is. But I think that's a horror. I don't think you should tie this into a movie. You shouldn't make this a movie game. You should just tell the story you want to tell and let it exist separately from the movie 26 or 5 movies that there are. Going to be 25 movies. That's what it is. Yes. Answers? Never say never again. Oh. I don't even... I've never... I don't even know this one. Who's the Bond? Sean Connery. Never say never again. I'm going to read the synopsis. An aging James Bond makes an uncharacteristic mistake during a routine training mission, leading M to believe that the legendary British intelligence spy is now past his prime. M indefinitely suspends Bond from active duty. However, when Spectre member Fatima Bush and her fellow terrorists successfully steal two nuclear missiles from the U.S. military... M must reinstate Bond as he is the only agent who can beat Spectre at their own game of espionage. It's uh, 1983. Hmm. Maybe I have seen this one. I recognize... (laughs) I don't... Maybe. I don't know. Something to look into, I guess. All right. Um, Cue it up for the podcast. Post-podcast trailer, James Bond, Never Say Never Again. Never Say Die, I think, is just a saying. Yeah. Maybe. I don't fucking know. Um, what do you think? Three, four years? Three for years this to show up? Yeah. Three years if you're lucky. The I, Three years if they have a year of work already happening. Of just... I storyboarding and blah 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 because if they're using the same engine and stuff i'm sure it'll be a decently easy transition i mean uh, i guess they could physics wise and things but i mean if they use a lot of the same elements like animations and stuff and they might be able to pull it off in two but it might not necessarily be good i'd rather wait three i'd be happy at three but i might be happier at four i really dislike when they just say here's an idea and then don't do anything else yes yeah that's exactly what called beyond good and evil 2 there's so many hmm. <laughs> called ubisoft yeah i was gonna say skull and bones but we're gonna talk about that anyway that's why i'm just gonna let's just put it in a big old bread basket of ubisoft <laughs> <laughs> ubisoft 
Um, Splitter Cell. They haven't <laughs> talked about it, but I mean, come on now. Anything else on on Bond? James Bond. I'm good on Bond. Gold Bond. Not a fan, but never used it. I don't understand. Like you know, I don't know if you've ever experienced this, but well, maybe when you get your hair cut, they put the powder on your neck. No, I just get a good old. Uh, let's just wipe this shit off, and just like a slightly wet yeah, towel. I never, let's just get get away. I never got the gold bond on the neck thing. I feel like it's an old barber thing. It maybe it is, but then again, those are the guys that I'm also watching pull out these old sous chef knives that are doing old beard touch ups. I'm like, yeah, I mean, I, listen. So when I was a kid, I would get my hair cut in Camden at a at a a fucking barber shop. Okay. I've never been to a true, like, barbershop. Yeah. I mean, that one is definitely, truest sense of the word, barbershop. Had the old chairs. Had the look. Had, you go in there. Had the pole? It did. You go in there, and, you know, I got, like, the cliche little boy's haircut. It's kind of similar to how my hair is, like, how I wear it now. I say, like, isn't it just, didn't it come back around to how we all do our hair now? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and... 20 years in the making. You know, got the gold bond on the neck, which I never quite understood. Understood. I guess it's like, you know, the, the hair doesn't bother you or some shit. I don't oh, know. you got it on before? No, it's like afterwards. Right. Which that was the thing like. But what it, was it like they just left it there? Or was it like a little bit of like a, here's uh, some powder and let's yeah. just brush it off type yeah, of thing? Yeah, of- exactly. Exactly. And then the Tootsie Roll at the end. Tootsie Roll pop. Ooh, interesting. Never, yeah. never have I, I. I don't say that. Somebody will immediately text me and say that I'm wrong. But I wanted to say, I, other than one hairdresser, I don't remember getting treats afterwards. I don't know. Um, yeah, no, I I could see it because it's supposed to the idea. You know what? Well, we could just have an entire <laughs> idea where I bring up products in the store that I've never used. And I've also never like researched into how would I use or why I should use. Gold Bond. Pretty good reason mm-hmm. to branch into this part of the to- the podcast. You guys wanted gaming news, right? So the – is it to stop, like, irritation? That's what I'm assuming. Because like, there was always the whole joke, like, baby powder would yeah. be the same thing, right? Mm-hmm. The whole thing is to stop irritation. The old baby powder your balls. Yeah. Good old Sark reference. You know, shit's getting hairy. You don't want to sweat down there. Powder up. Yeah. Okay. So if that's what we're going for, also, never done that. Never, other than when I was a toddler and didn't do so, it myself, I've never been like, listen, I got to powder up. I have, I have, <laughs> I have feelings on that. That's like a whole, we could do a whole episode on that. Like I've chalked hands, but that's different. Chalking hands is for, you know, grip and you're swinging around on some rings and stuff like that. But I've never, I think I've never powdered up. I think when you have to powder up, I've, I've tried it. And I think if well, you're, you're powdering up, was it when in your running days? No. Oh, interesting. When you're powdering up, I mean, usually it's like a sweat thing. You know, like you're yeah. just trying to... There's clearly... You, you're trying to cover up a symptom that can be solved by better underwear. Yeah, isn't it just like better hygiene too? Under A combination of better underwear plus hygiene. Not really the hygiene thing, I don't think. Because like for me, I, I think always the, thought I think it was... the hygiene thing is after probably. Yeah, yeah. I always like thought if, it was... If you sit in your own stew too long, you know, yeah. you're going to have problems. I assumed it was always for like, you know, if you're active and, you know, sweaty or whatever, the powder is meant to like 
help solve that issue, which it never does. It never did for me when I tried it. So I don't know. That's a whole thing. Don't really get it. It's messy. There's no, it's just not, it's just not worth the effort. That's my thing is it just seems like a whole hassle. And then, you know, just go buy some Under Armour tech mesh boxers. And then it's the whole thing. Like, are you just picture this however you want people <laughs> are you taking because the whole things are usually screw capped yeah so you turn it the one way and it opens up like 10 holes or whatever and then you would squeeze the bottle powder mm-hmm. comes out yep so, right in your face you cough right so are you coughing in your face because you're sticking it between your legs and blowing up at yourself or are you gonna lay down on your back <laughs> oh god <laughs> and really get yourself nice and covered with the best access, rather than trying to fight gravity and shoot things back up at yourself. Well, here's the dicey thing with power. Also, I think the idea behind the haircut is just so the loose skin trimmings don't irritate your neck. Yeah, loose the loose hair trimmings. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I do get that. <laughs> you said skin trimmings. <laughs> it's a whole another thing. <laughs> Barber of Deville, even Barber of Deville. We can start doing a whole uh, Sweeney Todd. <laughs> Couldn't remember the name of the place. I was thinking Tim Sweeney. <laughs> <laughs> Tim Sweeney, uh, epic CEO, is also Sweeney Todd, the demon barber of DeVille. Uh, also coming I, up in this podcast. Oh, fun fact. <laughs> the, yeah, if we ever get there. The thing was, I get it still sometimes like uh, right on like, where my t-shirt sits on my neck. Mm-hmm. I will feel it sometimes like once I get home, I'm like, that's it. T-shirt off, I got to shower real quick and just... Clean yeah. some stuff, switch shirts. Well, now I, I don't do any of that. And I just... The showering after taking a haircut is already like... That's that's the routine. Ah, okay, okay. Sometimes I won't necessarily even shower. I'll just shirt off, shower on, stick my neck under. <laughs> head, head and neck? Yeah, head and neck under and just be like, that's enough. It'll be good for until I get, you know, yeah. messy. Yep, done that. <laughs> It'll satisfy me enough. Basically look like... Uh, the old you pee, uh, peering around a corner thing, but you're just completely <laughs> sideways, like, yeah. all right, cool, good enough. <sighs> but yeah, I've never, you know, the whole powder thing, it's just like, I. It's not, well, the thing with powder, too, is if you use too much of it, it's actually, it actually makes the situation worse. Mm, okay. So um, it's definitely a fine line, and it's just, it's just not worth the effort. I mean, we could easily go down into a uh, rabbit hole of an entirely new podcast called Nate's Unsure About Male Body Parts. <laughs> Or Nate's unsure. There you go. Full stop. Yeah. Let's talk about the gold bond. The fuck's the point? <laughs> <laughs> and we can go through this whole thing. Because it, it's come up probably two months ago now. But we were discussing things being basic versus acidic. In parts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was just like, didn't pay attention. Yep. Don't know what you're talking about. And you're like, how do, how do people... That's frustrating <laughs> me. People don't know this. And I was like, you're teaching me something new every day. There's just you know, every time every time we discuss body things or like yeah body things mostly when gold bond or yeah. certain toothpaste hands soap soap whole yeah. thing about like you're not supposed if you shampoo too much because it's all you know synthetic and blah 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 it'll actually damage your skin mm-hmm. the whole thing people not washing their hair every day yeah you know, I'm like I'm, I'm learning so many things about people and things <laughs> that I just never. I was just like, that's just what you do. I never questioned it. We could have 20 minute episodes where it's just like, Matt, I'm unsure <laughs> about There's whole... the idea of a fountain pen. <laughs> There's like whole things that just, 
blow my mind. Like dry shampoo, one of those things. Yeah. Don't understand. I don't understand. I get it. I don't understand evaporated milk. That's... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and then, okay, so what's the difference between evaporated milk and condensed milk? Right. Because I was was instructed to go to the the store last week and buy one can of both. And I'm like... They look the same. They feel the same. Yeah. And if we walk downstairs right now, I have a uh, bag, I think, that might say powdered milk on it mm-hmm. that I use when I'm making bread. Mm-hmm. What the fuck's that, then? <laughs> <laughs> That's not in a Nestle carnation can. Uh. Why are there 19 <laughs> things of flour? There's bread flour. Then there's all, all porpoise flour. Then there's... I'm just like, I don't understand. Baking soda has so many uses. <laughs> <laughs> Like, we could just go on and on because I feel like at, in 28 years, I should have learned something. But everything that I learned is fucking useless when I'm walking through Target. That's, see. When do I use Crisco? Here's the thing. That was a thing back then. I don't know now. Vegetable oil? What's the difference? All of is these things. Oil and olive oil? I feel like a lot of these things. All of vegetables. Does it count? Especially the. <laughs> <laughs> I saw it. Uh, a reddit tinder post that was about fruits and vegetables oh god (laughs) and they were like trying to just whatever but a lot of these things i feel like we would have learned food related at least in home ac you'd think that i'm here to tell you you're wrong i took home ac here's what i learned i can make a mean apple crisp (laughs) taxes still confuse me to this day that's about it didn't learn anything else. We were like, let's cook for a little bit. Let's do a lot of home things that you're going to forget in about 30 minutes. Also, here's how you kind of write a check. So one thing I've remembered is how to write a check, which in 2020 should be dead. There should never be a need for a check ever again. It should be burned and never be be considered a standard from here on out. It should be abnormal to be handed a check. But anyway, this was a gaming podcast. Yeah, I guess we'll swing it back around. <laughs> we need to we need to swing this back in at some point. Because like I said, we could easily I could spin up another twenty minute podcast just for us to just do that where I'm gonna pick baking out of a category and be like, I don't understand. Well oh that would be actually great if we just went down aisles that we knew existed in any store. Target, Walmart, Myers, uh Hannaford. Wegmans. Bed Bath and Beyond. Bed Bath and Beyond. Hell, Bed Bath and Beyond would be great. <laughs> no triple B. What's this instrument of torture do? <laughs> I'm just staring at a spatula like I don't understand. <laughs> you, see, you come back around the corner and you just see me holding this is a, a bunch. whole thing that we could get really far into because you know what we bought recently? Never realized how crucial it could be in life. A potato ricer. What? <laughs> so you say that Todd being back in the area mm-hmm. and doing a lot of work thing, you know, woodwork things and blah blah blah. He's just like, yeah. So you buy this jointer and you do this other thing and yada yada. And I'm just staring at him like, yeah, no, I know what you mean. I have no fucking idea, man. <laughs> I'm like, I know what some of these things do, and I know mm-hmm. the base concept of like, if you handed me it, I would go, yes, I understand. But now, where do I put this? <laughs> I'm like, uh-huh, got it. Uh, I don't know anymore. <laughs> the, the fact that we perfectly, levelly hung a beam in the air 
and entirely did my floor. Both of us have never doing either of those things. Mm. I'm feeling pretty good. I think we can build a house. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, I know that exact feeling. <laughs> but it would be immediately shot right back down when we went, okay, so how do we do a foundation? <laughs> Let's start at the beginning. Foundation and structure. Any, any idea? None of us? All right, cool. Let's build a doghouse instead. Smaller. Number three. It looks like the PlayStation 5 outsold the Xbox Series X S in Japan. According to Famitsu's data, Sony's PS5 sold 118,085 units in four days, with 14,184 of these units being the console's digital edition. Microsoft Series X and S had combined sales of 20,534 units in six days. Breaking down the sales numbers... Whew, here we go. All right, math time. We're not a math pod. Breaking down the sales numbers, the Xbox Series X sold 16,247 units and the Series S, 4,287 units. As a comparison, the PS4 sold 322,083 units in two days in Japan back in February 2014. And the Xbox One <laughs> sold 23,562 in four days in September of 2014. Famitsu noted that the high number of PS4 sold back then was due to the console having launched in North America already by the time it reached Japan, so Sony anticipated demand by securing a larger stock. I hate you. I know. <laughs> and what can we tell from this? Nothing. Japan is Japan. Yeah, I mean... Oh, you mean Japan? Sony Japan <laughs> outsold... America, Microsoft. <laughs> Shocking. Uh, I bet they still have PSPs. They do, I think. Yeah, so, all right, cool. I also bet the Nintendo Switch probably outsold them, the Xboxes. I think the more interesting thing is the comparison between the PS5 sales numbers and the PS4 sales numbers. Yeah, 300 to 100. Yeah. which Ball, I'm ballparking those by 30,000, but... Mm-hmm. I kind of feel like the the fact that the PS4 was launched sooner in North America um, doesn't matter as much. Like I feel like Japan's just like not interested in consoles, like those type of consoles. Yes, they're not interested in those type, and they're the it's a majority or sorry minority that is mm-hmm. of of their gaming population. Yeah. All right, number four, equally as thrilling. Uh, Real-time animation company Hypersense announced it's been acquired by Epic Games. Hypersense will collaborate with Epic's development teams to build, quote, new and better tools and systems for developers and players alike, end quote. The acquisition will also allow for a better integration of Hypersense tech with Unreal Engine. The company formerly known as Binary VR, which... Yeah, well, I guess I get it. Uh, specializes in real-time capture of face movements, which can then be recreated as a fully animated 3D avatar. As Binary VR, the firm raised $4.5 million in 2018 to develop its capture tech, having previously worked on a developer kit for VR. So Binary VR. And then they were like, fuck that, fuck VR. Hypersense. Money. Money. Epic. Ooh, boy. Money. Yeah. Money, money, money. I'm going to do the money song. 
Uh, <laughs> this is like the third company Epic has bought in the past like year and a half. That's their sole purpose is like like a support role in like they they have like tech like facial capture tech. One of them had um, confirmed Epic doing Ellie Noir too. <laughs> well, then they're all rolling them into, you know, the developer Fortnite. tools, and then Fortnite, like uh, Fortnite VR, on its way. Yep. One of the um, one of the news stories I didn't keep didn't add in here was that Fortnite's getting video chat. Oh, great! I can't wait for some ten year old to tell me that my mother's a slag. And it's one, <laughs> it's one of those, <laughs> it's one of those companies that Epic bought. I that... love using that British term, by the way, mm-hmm. just because it's I don't know something about it. You're a slag. It's better than saying whore for some reason. I speaking of anyway, all the British slang, like I could, I was starting to get really careful for really going away too far from the point you wanted to just have. I know. Well, I'm off that now. <laughs> um. <laughs> I had to check myself sometimes when I was playing Watch Dogs Legion because like the, all, the, the, the sheer amount of, of British slang that was getting thrown at me uh-huh. was just, I was just like, I'm fucking over this, but I'm like, wait, like maybe, I don't even know. Maybe that's like how people talk in the UK. I don't know. Right. Right. Fam. <laughs> or whatever the fuck he's like, Bro. fam and. Rub and mate, mate, yeah, it's just like every two seconds. I we can we're gonna talk about that game in a bit because oh, huh. mm. <laughs> to be fair, I liked it better than two, but we got some big problems. Yeah, yeah, we'll throw it in there somewhere. Yeah, we'll throw it in our recap of what we've been playing because I haven't said that I beat it yet. But I did. Number five. Google on Thursday announced iOS support for its Stadia cloud gaming service, following in footsteps of Microsoft and turning to the mobile web to circumvent Apple's App Store restrictions. I don't know why this story doesn't say thanks to Nate's suggestion. Google says it has been building a progressive web app version of Stadia that will run in the mobile version of Apple's Safari browser. A public test should begin in the next few weeks. A couple of little notes here. Destiny 2 is now free to play on Google Stadia. And if you buy Cyberpunk 2077 through Stadia, Google will send you a Stadia Premier Kit, which is a Stadia controller, a Chromecast Ultra, and a one-month trial subscription to Stadia's Pro. The deal runs until September 17th, or supplies run out. Um, yeah, that the Destiny 2 thing is it's free, free, free. Like, you know, you don't have to be... Right, but does that include Beyond Light? I don't know. Because that's that's what it was on Steam. Steam was free, 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 except for the most recent thing. Yeah, which that's probably the case too. But I thought, oh, it's a good opportunity to hop in there, spend a year, play Destiny, see what it's like. It's been a year since what? Stadia. Oh. It's like, it's been a year since you played. It's been longer since you played Destiny. Oh, fuck you, bro. No. Um, it's been longer than <laughs> I've played Destiny. So, I, I don't know. That, that was the thing. I'm curious to see how your experience goes versus mine. Probably I'm terrible. sure it'll be very similar. Yeah, it's probably terrible. In terms of just disappointment. Um, the funny thing, so fun fact about the uh, Stadia Premier Kit. Uh, our friend, Todd, has one. Mm-hmm. Because f- having 
I think he uses <clears throat> YouTube Premium, mm. which you could redeem a free Saudi Premier Kit just for having that. You you had to be a Premier person before November 6th or something weird like that. Uh, so he got it. Yeeted the Stadia controller to the other side of the room because who gives a shit? <laughs> I mean, not really, but, you know, put that back in the box. It's not what we're interested in because he wanted the Chromecast Ultra because he bought a Quest 2. Okay. So he wanted the Quest 2 to cast that screen to the TV so people could watch mm-hmm. what he was doing and blah, blah, blah. Also, he then learned immediately that it is much harder for people to follow along what you're doing, just watching the screen because they're seeing literally what you do. So they're just getting all jerked around based on what the game is. Mm -hmm. Makes me just want to play super hot all over again. Anyway, before I get into my, my VR pipe dreams, um, super hot in one of the wireless headsets would be pretty dope. Oh, I'd be nuts. Well, yeah, we'll get into that. I've lost my VR dreams, so. Well, it would also be nuts, but I would also need, like, you in the room. Because I wouldn't trust myself to not do something. Even, we even saw, even with where the mesh was, when I was trying to reach for that one gun, I was like, all right, where's my TV? How close am I? (laughs) A couple more inches? How close is it? All right, I can feel it. I can feel the TV. I'm going to kind of reach behind it. All right, grab the gun. (laughs) Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Yeah. Spatial awareness is a thing. Yeah. And that that mesh doesn't have a ceiling. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, the mesh doesn't have a ceiling, but uh, that's bad for you who punched this chandelier, but I got a ways to go before I'm going to. Yeah. punch things the and now so do you that you fixed your broken chandelier by getting rid of it the thing with the chromecast ultra mm-hmm. 
Micro USB. Okay. Right. My same thought. Like, all right, fine. You came out a couple years ago, but come on. Also has an Ethernet jack on it. Interesting. Which, it was interesting. Yeah. That's exactly. <laughs> he sent me the picture. He's like, this has an Ethernet jack. And I was like, what the fuck does I have an Ethernet jack for? I mean, I guess if you were needing. I guess that's a good thing. It's not bad, but it's just weird. Yeah. On a wireless device. Well, I think it's weird that you can get Ethernet adapters for Fire Sticks. Yeah, that is weird. But I don't know. I, listen, man, I'm not trying to I appreciate the option, I guess. Yeah, I just don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I have yet to meet the person that needs it. That's my thing. Did he did he try Stadia at all or no? No, no. No. I don't See, that would I, be interesting. I don't think he will. <laughs> I'm curious because remember they build the controller as being like a big advantage? Yeah, and then they immediately backed off of it a month later. I'm wondering if if it makes a difference though. Do you want to borrow the controller? I don't want to, but you can. You're the one that's about to play Stadia and Destiny. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh. <laughs> okay. I don't okay. care that much. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care that much. So I'll make you do it instead. Uh. <clears throat> Capcom has confirmed hey, yo. <laughs> has confirmed that it was the victim of a ransomware attack <gasps> that has compromised employee personal information financial data, and potentially other types of private data held by the company. It, yeah, which it, that, that was also confirmed, which we're going to talk about in a second. Uh, Capcom reveals that the incident took place on November 2nd, 2020, and was perpetrated by an organization called Ragnar Locker, which was demanding ransom money in an attack on encrypted data on the company's servers. The personal information of a maximum of approximately 350,000 business partners Former employees and customers may have been compromised, along with the personal information of up to 14,000 current employees and related parties, and other unspecified confidential corporate information may have been compromised. Though Capcom has yet to ascertain how, ascertain <laughs> how many were impacted, uh, Capcom noted that none of the compromised data included credit card information. Oh, Thanks. Thanks for yeah, that. Right. There's the one, the one silver lining. Um, and due to the hack, there's been some leaks of some possible upcoming games, which I didn't really dig too deep into because whatever. Uh, Street Fighter 6. And there's a new Ace Attorney game. So new Street Fighter, cool. That would just be, it'd be following in line with, all right, it'd be cool to get a new Street Fighter, especially on the new consoles, blah, blah, blah. Uh, new Ace Attorney, I'm sure the people are pumped for that. Uh, they're fans of the thing. I just like the memes that come out of it. Yeah. Ace Attorney memes are great. Go on. Eject. All that stuff. If you are a Capcom, Capcom, Capcom fan and you are curious about potential games, you can dig your little fingers deeper into the interwebs because I'm sure there's more information. But Fingers. I just grabbed the big ones and was on my way. I'm going to take you. I'm going to take you. rest of you, fuck off. (laughs) Uh, Number seven, Ubisoft has announced that Assassin's Creed Valhalla has sold more units in its first week than any other Assassin's Creed game in its respective first week. According to a press release, its launch was also the best-selling Ubisoft PC launch the publisher has seen. 
Valhalla managed to take the number one spot on the UK box sales charts in its launch week, beating out the Call of sorry, beating out Codblops Cow in the first time Call of Duty hasn't been number one in its debut week in 13 years. It also, according to Ubisoft, doubled the active player count at launch of its predecessor, Assassin's Creed Odyssey. I think there's some tomfoolery because. Let me think about this for a second. When did COD come out? November. Not the same day, right? No. Not the same day. Came out later, right? Came out the Friday. So it had like maybe two days of that week. Assassin's Creed came out Tuesday. Yeah. See, that's where I think the ring is there. That Assassin's Creed was out almost a full week. And Call of Duty was out like two days. Yeah. Yeah. So... They do get to play with the stats. And even if that was still true, if you took... We would have to apply that to Call of Duty's first 48 hours in every other Call of Duty in the 13 years that they're claiming Mm -hmm. uh, and see how Call of Duty did in those 48 hours. Mm -hmm. If it's comparable or, you know, the same situation where it's like, even in the 48 hours, they still smoked them type of thing. But, interesting. It still yeah. goes back to what I said about Valhalla from the last two weeks ago, or wherever it was. They took um, the year off that I demanded they take because they also said they were going to. And then they dropped fucking Odyssey on us. So either way, give the people some years. Give them some distance to not be in your bloated RPGs. Then put it in Vikings where, sorry, people, but nobody gives a shit about Greeks anymore. We're done. Not like you. You all right there, Chief? We're yeah, not done. Stopping to sneeze. Ah, we're not done forever with the Greeks. But did I tell you that my? I told you what my theory is for the next one, right? Yes. Okay. Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> that actually wouldn't be a Mayan one. Would be pretty dope. Just don't call it Assassin's Creed anyway. Anyway. Yeah, I mean that's true for sure. Yeah. Just call it Laura so, Tomb Raider. Yeah. The, <laughs> the, the thing, though, is I'm taking the time off and doing all these things. And the listen, nobody liked Rice on a Rome. All right. There's four to six hours at most of just doing some stuff. And we're all like, oh, God, right, Greeks are a thing. Whatever. Who cares? We understand. This might not even been Greek. I don't remember anymore. But like, all right, cool. That was a thing. And then people just keep seeming to just pound that shit home. Remember, we go pirates, ninjas, Greeks. Zombies. Now we go back. Now we go back to Vikings. So now that the Vikings TV show ended on history about 10 years ago, it's a good time to bring back Vikings. And it's been a while since good throwing axes. So, here we go. Yeah. Might be a while longer. And Um, I think the Marvel helps. Yeah. Even in its little bit, the idea of, yeah, yeah, Thor, I know him. Viking, Odin, uh huh. They all make sense. Yeah, I think uh, that also God of War probably helped a little bit mm. as well. True, true. Um, boy, boy. Try to think of how much I want to say about Valhalla. Not it's got spoiled. It's got. It's irritating me in some ways. Um, because sounds like an Ubisoft game. 
the free running is starting to get clunky again. Uh oh, here we go. You know, with the with the maps. The old Assassin's Creed. Whee! <laughs> yeah, like, you know, you're clearly pointing the joystick up, but for some reason it's like, oh, you want to go to the left? Or I'm my... clearly pointing the joystick down and also holding the B button and and or rapidly tapping it because that's supposed to be like, I want to get down as quickly as possible. Ah, yeah, yeah. But no, I'm going to jump forward and completely avoid the trap door that I just broke open. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. That type of stuff. And like getting hung up on things randomly. Oh. Like getting hung up, like jumping, and then getting hung up on like a fucking torch. Yep. I had that happen with a spider bot a bunch of Legion where I would just try to jump somewhere and then I'd be like floating between two boxes. And I was like, yep. It's just got some some clunkiness. Um, it's interesting. I don't know if I'm a fan of the new way they presented the quests and stuff, the side quests and all the, the, all the collectible and, and stuff. Like, I don't think they, they tell you enough, but that's... We can talk about it when could be later. difficulty setting stuff. We'll revisit that at the end of December for sure because that'll be when I sink my teeth in. Yeah, um, I did find I I texted Nate this at some point we were chit chatting. I did find some things in the you know how you get the computer files and you get the emails and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was doing my normal. Oh, let me just read everything. Fucking, that's also and, why Matt hates the running because he's only done it for about 10 minutes and everything else is a problem. But so I was reading through subject 187 here through emails <laughs> and stuff. And there was a lot of allusions to like World War II Nazis and like those type of things, man. So Sniper Elite comes full circle. Assassin's Creed. Yeah. You so. must kill zombie Hitler. Also. The whole modern story, a lot of the modern story of Assassin's Creed is buried in world events, but those world events aren't marked on your map normally. You have to get really close to them for them to show up, and they show up as anomalies. Cool. (laughs) So, (laughs) there's that. (laughs) There's just part of me that's going to be playing the game and go, shit. And then I'm just going to text you and be like, what is... And you're going to be like, oh, I know where you are now. Yeah. Be ready for the pain that is the next 10 hours. I'm going to be like, I don't want Well... well uh, yeah, I don't know. We'll right. talk about it more. We won't go on about it because we've already gone off about too much, I guess. Um, I mean, we've gone off. <clears throat> it's not like, you know... Um, we do first off... To, we do need to go, though. How do you pronounce that guy's name? Hughes. Hughes. That's what I was going to settle on. Record. Record. Okay. Is how I would say that. All right. That's what record? we're going to go with because. Record. 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 I'm going to go with record because that's what I was going to say. But Hughes record. Or Hughes record. <laughs> <laughs> the man in charge of overseeing Ubisoft Singapore Studio, which is currently developing Skull and Bones, Nate's favorite game, has been removed. Wait, from- wait, 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 wait. You can't just. All of a sudden, just because you get to read a Skull and Bone story, turn it into my favorite game, (laughs) Pirate Boy. Has been removed from that position following the result of a, quote, leadership audit, end quote, according to a copy of an internal company email obtained by Kotaku. 
Uh, Ricor has been in that role since early 2018 and was responsible for overseeing the studio's many projects, which include not just Skull and Bones, but co-production responsibilities on Assassin's Creed series and the upcoming Immortals Phoenix Rising. And sexual assault cases against his female employees. Yep. And a bunch of other bad things. Yep. So, leadership audit is uh, Ubisoft's safe way of saying... Well, not really safe, but like... um, It stems back to the story that they put out in early September, was it, or August? Yeah. It's when a, all yeah. the allegations broke, and they said, we're going to have an outside team, an outside firm, whatever, come in and do all these interviews and give us the findings and blah, blah, blah. And this yeah. is one of the findings. Yep. He's a piece of shit. Yep. Been removed. But not fired. We sh- Really, what we should have done is kept a whiteboard of Skull and Bones development, because it would have been primo. Like, with bad things happening? We need just a giant whiteboard in here. Because it would just be Skull and Bones, Anthem. <laughs> just so many things where we're like, who's leading the project now? And just cross out old names constantly. <laughs> who's got Halo currently? Anybody know? Fifth Studio? Halo now being produced we'll by We'll have Sony. a list. Games and developer hell. We'll have uh, Beyond Good and Evil 2. Is that the one? Yes. Uh, you know, Halo would probably we, be in there. Do we put them in developer hell, or do they actually exist? <laughs> developer hell is Halo, but like Beyond Good and Evil Two exists? Question mark. <laughs> yep. Skull and Bones would be developer hell because we actually have seen it. Yeah, they showed it off. That was their biggest mistake. But really, that could have been Assassin's Creed. Oh, they could have. With, just, yeah, they, with they, more they repurposed ships. Black Flag. They they developed an island in Black Flag that you could never get to beforehand, and then they just showed that. <laughs> Then they're also like, yeah, by the way, in uh, Skull and Bones, you actually can't. You are the ship. That sounds fun, right? And Matt went, yeah, I eat it up. I love it. It's great. I don't want to do the island stuff. I just want to be a boat. So I played World of Warships so much, I felt like I was the boat. The game makes you feel like you're a boat. Matt, ready to write for IGN right there. (laughs) Makes you feel like a boat. Number nine. Niantic has announced that Pokemon Go will receive its biggest update to date. The Go Beyond update, which is releasing November 30th, will allow trainers to advance to level 50, which the previous cap for anybody is 40, uh, in addition to new content. Upcoming changes to the game include seasons, which are three-month periods during which players will run into different Pokemon and events. These will be tied to the season they take place in and span everything from eggs to mega-evolved Pokemon. The game will also take into account which hemisphere players are located in to dictate summer versus winter themes. The first season of Celebration kicks off December 1st. Pokemon from the Kalos region, including creatures such as Chespin, Fennekin, and Froakie, are expected to fully join the game on December 2nd. As of November 30th, Players will be able to level up to 50. We just said that, Matt. Just want to make sure you know. (laughs) This includes a rebalance system that will make it easier for players to level up via bonuses. For those who hit level 40 before the end of 2020, Niantic is going to give you exclusive rewards, like a title that says Level 40 Legacy and some other shit. 
Or legacy level 40? I, I don't know. People love this shit. You want to know what my favorite part about it is? Man that's been playing since release. <laughs> Tell us, oh great one. Not going to be level 40 by the end of 2020. <laughs> I'm sure there's people who are, that we know, who are over, who are already level 40. So Yep, Dewey. Good old Our social media manager might daddy. be very close. Oh, I'm going to kill this fly. There was a fly over there for a while. Yeah, that one's I was bigger just... though. This one's smaller. All right. Apple announced a new initiative called the App Store Small Business Program. Congratulations, Nate, on murdering a life form. Death Re- to a better. <laughs> <laughs> Reducing the fee developers have to pay to use the iOS store. Starting January 1st, 2021, companies who have earned less than $1 million during the previous calendar year will only need to pay a 15% commission on their App Store revenue from apps and in-app purchases. Of course, Epic Games CEO, uh, I almost said Sweeney Todd that time, Tim Sweeney. (laughs) The Demon Barber of Fleet Street. (laughs) Had to comment saying, quote, we're not fighting for a lower commission. Apple's 30% commission is not wrongful. It's just a bad deal. Uh, What is wrongful is Apple blocking competing stores and payment processors to ensure that good deals can't be offered to developers at all, end quote. So I did read this earlier, not his quote about it, but I saw the Apple will only take 15% if you've made them less than a million dollars. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like, oh, not, not, not what we're looking for. You know, in terms of stepping stones, not even a full stepping pebbles. Yeah. I think it could, it should be lower for small Small apps. I, I do like the idea of it scaling up, though, as you make more money. I understand that. I just don't know that a million is your low cutoff. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think it should scale 10 million, more. Probably closer. I think it should scale more. I think it should go lower, too. For Like, the percentage cut should go way lower for smaller. Oh, yeah, yeah. Let's start at zero. Work our way up. Number 11, Embracer Group, which owns publishers THQ Nordic, hey, and Coke Media. You're going to like this one. Coke Media? Yep. Uh, Revealed, I never remember. Never remember if it's Coke or not. Revealed 13 more studio acquisitions. Here we go. It gets better. All right. Nate's getting loose. They grabbed Coffee Stain North, Quantic Lab, Snapshot Snapshot Games, Flying Wild Hog, Purple Lamp Studios, 34 Big Things, Madhead Games, Nimble Giant Entertainment, Sandbox Strategies, Zen Studios, I think is the only one I've actually heard of so far, Silent Games, A Thinking Ape, and Lugo Mobile Entertainment. Iago Mobile Entertainment? Is that an L or an I? Uh, I think it's an I. Ayuko. As part of their most recent fiscal report, Embracer Group revealed their acquisition talks with more than 100 developers. <laughs> Here's the problem, Matt. <laughs> Microsoft thinks small potatoes. They're like, we could just buy Zenimax. What's that? Six IPs? THQ Nordic and Coke Media? Big brain plays. Let's just buy 700 developers. <laughs> and whatever comes out of it All of them. is considered profit. Uh, yeah, you're, I'm on the same boat, though. Zen is the only one I recognize. Yeah. I f- yeah. I might know games by the other ones, but I actually have to go look it up, and I'm not that uh, not that worried to go look up a hundred different 
studios to see what games I know. <laughs> they don't disappoint. Big brain plays, man. Big brain plays. They don't disappoint. You can't fail. It's strategically impossible to fail if you're publishing everyone. Um, all right. HBO's upcoming TV adaption of The Last of Us might actually be happening. Oh, the God. network has given the show a series order. What? They ordered a series? Is that what we're saying? Yeah, it basically means like they ordered we a like season. what? Yeah, they yeah. With series creator Neil Drunkman drunk. <laughs> <laughs> Good old Neil Druckmann. Uh, Neil Druckmann. Awards episode. <laughs> working as both a writer and executive producer alongside Craig Mazin, who is of Chernobyl, the show. <laughs> Not the location or the disaster. Either one. Uh, which was a great show. Uh, HBO's uh, Carolyn Strauss, who is the executive producer for Game of Thrones and Chernobyl. Uh, and will also serve as the executive producer on this this last of the show. So, the strong team, strong team. Which comes first, the Last of Us <laughs> or the Uncharted movie? Which Neil Druckmann project shows up first? I think Uncharted. I think Last of Us. I. Ooh, I don't know. That's a good one, though. Cause, like, I think Last of Us, because I think HBO will say, let's just get going. That's a good point. It is HBO. And Uncharted has been in movie hell with multiple directors. Apparently, Tom Holland is officially now. But that that one's gone, what, around the circle now for three years already? Well, I think longer than that. And it's still going? Mm-hmm. And it's still not Nathan Fillion? Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of bullshit. He's too old now, though, unless they want old Drake. They could still do normal Drake. He's just the closest thing that looks like Drake. That's yeah. all. And he kind of, his personality is kind of similar. Yeah. So. Also, I wanted you to really give me like a Carolyn Strauss. Like a nice real emphasis on Strauss. Sorry. I'll do better. Disappointment. <laughs> Uh, yeah, anyway, the only thing other than that was trailers and stuff. Cyberpunk dropped a five-minute... They were calling it a gameplay trailer. Looked more just like a commercial trailer, typical of what we'd normally see. And then there's the 007 project teaser, which is just a 007 intro of 007 intros. Yeah. You guys want to look down a barrel of a gun, see some red, and then hear the theme song? There you go. They didn't, let, they didn't let you finish, though. That's true, because I, also because of copyright. I can't finish the song. I have to keep it short. You know how perfect that tune was. But yeah, oh, the ending... I am bummed out that the end of that... <laughs> the end of that teaser doesn't finish on the right note. Mm-hmm. It just... It bums me out. Because now, while I'm editing this podcast before we do our next episode, I'm going to have to play James Bond on the other monitor. As is tradition. I just have to now. Get it out of my system. But it's been seven days. That's up for the news. That's all I got. It's been seven days, and we are headed right towards that Black Friday Turkey Day combination. What have you been up to? 
Uh, anime. Uh, Long Way Up. Mandalorian. That's what I've been viewing. Um, and playing a last, uh, the last of us. Playing Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Lots of Valhalla. How are you feeling in terms of like uh, your completion percentage in Valhalla right now? Like, where do you think you fit on the timeline of end of game? I could have checked. I forgot to. Uh, I'm going to guess 30%. All right. That's a it's, fair assessment, Matt. It seems long. It seems like there's a lot there, but I've noticed that it's far more linear. Okay. And not linear in the sense of like, oh, we want you... Point A to point B, blah, blah, blah. blah. Linear as in like, clearly, you're not going to want to go into that area over there because that's for level 160 and you're level 50 and this area is for level 50. Ah, So like, they they force you into a direction kind of unless you really want to... Big mean man on the hill. Tell me don't go towards hill. Got it. Yeah. Um, I have... I despise him and I will go there anyway. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, the down, the upside to their new structure of how they're presenting uh, world events, which are their side quests and collectibles and stuff, is that you know what's what. So I've, I've, I'm not interested in 100% completing this game, surprisingly. So I've been avoiding all the side stuff. And I've oh. just been collecting, like, the things that help me move forward like wealth uh for my settlement and gear and books of knowledge because that's how you get your abilities now your skills Hmm. Vikings can read yep and uh interesting development playing the main story and that's it all right cool so there you have it all right then that's what i've been doing what you've been doing all right all right all right it's uh it's been a while. I caught up on Mando. Except for I, today's episode. Except for today's episode. So, haven't watched episode four yet. Uh, playing some Call of Duty. Playing some WoW. We'll be playing a lot more of that next week. Played some... I finished Watch Dogs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, spoilers right now for Watch Dogs. Legion. Just skip forward about five minutes. Or pause. Mute us. Whatever. Might not be five minutes. We'll see. Well, are the, we talking about anything else after this? <laughs> you could just That's end, true. You could just end it here. Yeah, you know what? If you don't want to have anything Legion spoiled for you, stop listening now. We'll see you guys next week. It's been a fun time. All right, so Legion. The moment barreling towards the end because I hit the all right I gotta finish it mm-hmm. um, I finished it much faster like when when I was like I can finish this this weekend and you were kind of like ah, yeah. and I was like ah, I don't know maybe 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 it'll be close and I finished it I think Sunday morning and I was like oh, I wasn't even close at all I burned <laughs> through that <laughs> um, and getting close as, as you get closer to the end it was right what you said it, there's just a certain point where it's like you need to have guns out because you don't have a choice. Yeah, which pissed me the fuck off because I didn't play. I, that's not how I was playing the game at all. Right. 
I was only doing it if I somehow managed to fail like partway through a mission. I was like, I need to just get back to where I was. Yeah. So I would just rip out a gun and get back to where I was and then continue. All the all the people I used didn't even have like automatic guns. They had like yeah. they had the taser things and they were pistol and I switched to the SMG after you had said it works well. Yeah. And it roasts. Mm-hmm. The the kick with there's a, a point, I don't know, three quarters of the way in or whatever, where you go to do some Albion missions and it's just like, you better have a gun. Yeah. Because you're going to have problems if you don't. And. Like, they don't even give you the option. They're just like, you're in combat. Yeah, yeah. There's no like, oh, you could do this sneakily. It's, nope, combat time. Be ready. Yep. Uh, I liked the. It, it became combat time with hacking, not hacking with combat time. Yeah. Uh, I did enjoy the cast fight of him in the big mech. Mm-hmm. When I, as you're going down the elevator, I was like, he's going to be in a fucking mech when I come out of this, <laughs> isn't he? He's going to be in a damn robo suit. And I pop out and, oh, he's in a giant turret. And I was like, mm, you would be. <laughs> But I liked the run around, do the things. It opens up a weak spot. You obliterate the weak spot. Yeah. Hack the things, obliterate the weak spot, hack the things, obliterate the weak spot. That wasn't terrible, and I, I agree that was... Because you, you had the puzzle thing in there. Yeah, you're in the middle of doing a puzzle while he's shooting you, while mm-hmm. he's summoning some enemies. There are hackable things to set the to arm the traps, which I just armed everything in the room and watched them all run in and die constantly. Yep. That was fun. And you could still like kind of move around and not get obliterated. Yeah, even with him in a giant turret, you were still allowed to run cover to cover. Mm-hmm. You might take a couple shots, but you weren't getting one tapped. Yeah. Uh, the funny thing was when he comes out of that into phase two, and he's in that armored suit, I switched to my grenade launcher, shot him four times, and that was the end of the fight. Mm-hmm. I took more damage fighting him that way than I did in his entire back. <laughs> Uh, one of them is because I shot the grenade launcher from me to you away. <laughs> About four feet. Not really uh, clear of an explosion radius at that point. <laughs> so I almost killed myself on the second phase, and I was quite angry with myself <laughs> that I almost did that. Uh, but there's that fight. And then as as you're leading to that point, I'm like, oh, it makes sense. I know who the bad guy is now. I had kind of guessed in the beginning. <laughs> I was like, zero days, clearly... Somebody you know, like it has yeah. to be. Mm-hmm. Nobody, nobody that's in this sweet hacker group, all of a sudden has somebody that they've never heard of show up without it being somebody that's already here. I mean, there's kind of a a dead giveaway, and it's the fact that you never see someone in person. Yeah, yeah, you never <laughs> see them. You never see them in person. I'm like, all right, this is getting suspicious. Like, and they're just like, oh no, what happened to the dead guy? Which also, you ignore after the first like when you find his body or whatever it's like yeah that's fine mm-hmm. like the whole thing is like, oh yeah we'll avenge dalton or whatever but we just never talk about it um which i think was the dead dev but i didn't double check that i didn't actually go look that up uh the but in in her arc or whatever as you're going towards the end you immediately just stop hearing from her mm-hmm. like she stops being in part of team meetings and everything and i'm just like <laughs> oh well, I know who Zero Day is now. All right, cool, whatever. And then, you know, you go through the... Let's go realign some satellites and hack the planet. Because she already tried to hack the planet. Her, um... Let's rehack the planet, I guess. 
when you get to her like hideout, yes, and leaving that hideout, leaving that hideout was a shit show. That pissed me the fuck off. I got annoyed running into the hideout. I died going in because mm-hmm. I wasn't watching for the smoke things on the floor. Yeah, the, the yeah. like gas traps. Mm-hmm. So the I walked down there a second time, threw my spider bot out, popped every one of them. And that was the thing. Walked like walked back through, and my second person just disabled the turrets and kept running. Yeah, which was like, all right. They use those mines like then. What I think one other time I saw them, and it was like literally like there was two randomly placed somewhere. And I was like, what the fuck? And like the only reason why I noticed them is because I was looking for. They were going into cast the cast fight. Oh, were they? Like you know how like you have to take the elevator down. Yeah, yeah. Right outside the elevator in that hallway, which you could avoid them if you didn't go to the end of the hallway. Like, if you just went straight directly to the elevator, no yeah, problem. I think I did. Which I didn't even, I only noticed them because I was following one of the guards with my reticle and I like swept over the ground and it turned red. And I was like, what? Yeah. Because you get down there and there's these gas traps, gas mines. And I'm like, uh, I died immediately to them. And I was like, what the heck? So then I, I threw the spider bot, popped all of them, disabled the turrets, and just ran past there to get back inside. Did all the hack stuff and then going out the backside, there's a guy literally right around the corner that they that he's not there until you hit the invisible wall and they spawn him. And I was just like, what the hell is that? Mm-hmm. And then they don't. These two places they give you for cover, you can't cover against the stairs. Mm-hmm. And then the other place is across the hallway, so you have to take shots. And the guy is next to you the entire time you're trying to do it. Yeah. And then running to the the elevator out of her place or whatever. Um, they're just continuously spawning people. Yeah. And like fighting through that, like I died a bunch of times because I just couldn't figure out, like I had a character who was not yeah, set had, up for, I had one of my, I had the, uh, Hitman, I think the professional Hitman character with me. Mm-hmm. So I had the G36, the burst gun. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I managed, I killed the first guy, got around the corner. Then I made the turret betray and it just started shooting everybody. And then when it stopped betraying, I took it over and shot everybody else mm-hmm. and then ran out. So I got outside. But then even once you get outside, when you come up and you get outside into the like cemetery or whatever it was, when you get out, the first thing I did, I just sprinted for a car and started driving. But then they're still, they're just spawning cops on you. Yep. I was like, I don't, what am I supposed to? I finally ended up getting away. But I was just like, what? I purposely stopped and switched cars like three times because I was looking for bigger spoilers. <laughs> I was like, this is not a big enough spoiler. I'm going slow, drifting corners. That's got a bigger one. Break. Get out, get back in and drive past the cop that just flew past me type of thing. But yeah, that was... And then after that, it's the drive to fight her when everything's collapsing. Mm-hmm. I was, was like, kind of nuts. That was actually kind of cool. Because yeah. that makes sense. That's what the entire idea of an entirely connected world going wrong is. Cars I got fucking theory. nuked. What? Not nuked, nuked, but like I was driving, and you know how like when you're you see the the, the satellites or the drones or whatever that are laser beaming the people and yeah, killing yeah, them. Yeah. Yep. Like I drifted into <laughs> and a beam essentially, and it just fucking like vaporized the car. Yep, got me. Yeah, I'm watching the drone. I'm watching all these buses that are turning and. Mm-hmm. All these other things, I was just like, 
all right, I'm just going to drive about as fast and crazy as I can. And I was like, this is actually really cool. Like, if I could replay a mission again, just a segment of one, I would replay the fly through London, like, yeah. crazy London scenario. Yeah, it would have been neat if that was, if they did more stuff like that. Like, more just like that. that it was just nuts. Yeah. And then getting there and once again solve a hack puzzle, but under no pressure because you just take over a CTO Astron and fly around. And then deal with her. And I was like, okay, so this is how we're going to deal with her. Whatever. Uh, It was funny how they make you play two people in two separate places. Mm -hmm. But you don't choose your second person. Yeah. I was kind of annoyed by that. But luckily. And they don't really let you choose. I got my spy guy. Yeah, they don't really let you choose where you go either. Like, who goes where, I don't think. No. Because they don't tell you who you... You choose someone, but they don't tell you where you're going. Well, you're whoever you were. Mm-hmm. And that person, I think, is going to bloom. Mm-hmm. That person is going to deal with her. And whoever the other person is, is going to the other one. At least that was my case. Is the person I was when I started the mission went to bloom. And then the other random person was just, oh, somebody's got to get over there. And it turned out to be him. So I had my hitman and my spy guy. So I had two people with guns. Yeah, I got fucking I hosed Ready myself because I, so I, I was using like drone experts and shit. Yeah, I ran into the the place that you actually are earlier earlier on to deal with. I think what's her name, the blonde haired. Yeah, to um, deal with Tilda Swinton. <laughs> yeah, uh, the fucking crazy. I want to be a machine. Yeah, yeah. When you're dealing with her, and I just ran in with my silence pistol. I was like, I don't have time to waste anymore. So I just pulled out my silence pistol. The first guy that saw me, I was like, What's up? Bang! <laughs> and just kept running through and. Po- Put the entire place into full combat mode, shot the vents, and then it just dropped me right back. I was like, that was really easy. Weird. Hmm. But it just I shot everybody. I didn't wait at all. I just was like, time to go. Places to be. Yep. Um, did you do the quest at the end for Bagsley? Bagley? Uh, no. Okay. But I went and looked it up. Because when you said you had one more side mission to do, and then I saw what the mission was, mm-hmm. I went, oh. That's probably the mission he decided to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the mission being go find eight places to go take pictures. I went, how about YouTube.com? <laughs> What's the mission ending? Because yeah. that's what stopped me playing Breath of the Wild. Breath of the Wild had the same. Here's seven pictures. Go find them and take them. I and did I, and one. I step. was just like, no, I'm not doing that. I, I looked I'm done up. with the game. I looked up where I need to go. And yeah, the, that's what I almost debated doing. I was like, I could look up where to go. Or I could look up the end of the mission. And so I just looked up the end of the mission. And it makes sense. It's interesting. It's kind of... It's provocative. Gets the people going. Uh, But it's a... It's the part of they won't let you actually lose somebody problem. Yeah. Because they brought him back. Because they bring him back. Like, okay, you killed off Dalton in the beginning. But then you had a you had a chance to have sacrifice and everything mean something, and the guys to try to like go on even if they recreated like a Bagley two later on like they tried to redevelop something or whatever. But all of a sudden he's just I think the, in a CTOS drone, completely sentient of himself again. I think that quest would have been more meaningful if they you know you like found like a a file or recording or something from Bagley that was basically like look into this. Like yeah, yeah, and if, doesn't come back, and then you 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 do it, and you find out like yeah, you basically 
instead of him still being completely sentient and aware of everything, you either get the completely basic version of him, which is just the autonomous city person. So you either lose all of his personality and he just goes to that. Mm -hmm. And so you either have to deal with, you want to try to like, it sets you up with, okay, you want to try to build him differently going forward, blah, blah, blah. Or yes, there is just a single file that is like, Hey, look into this address and this person type of thing. And so you go and find out that there's this guy sitting here and through some stories of like his caretaker and some other things you went, Oh yeah. And then it was just like, and that's a wrap, but nope, not. And multiplayer updates coming in December. Oh, thank you. Exactly. I'm good. Appreciate you. We still have to, I like that. They're still like, we have to still take back London. And I'm like, I did. There was a giant drone problem in an invasion and I killed everybody. Did you not see this? I did do that. (laughs) But yeah, that's all I got for this episode. Anything else? I'm good. All right. Now we're officially done. And if you are curious for what, uh, what our thoughts are on the game awards, all nominees and category things to say, we will uh, we'll be recording that right after this. Bye-bye. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.